When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. To my right is Austin Trusser. How's your first experience here at the Mets Meyer League facility? I mean, honestly, it's just been, it's been awesome. It's been everything I could expect. Just really cool, like, getting in here and getting to talk with all the guys and all the coaches and stuff. And, I mean, it's just a dream come true, honestly, just getting to work in the professional baseball world. So Austin, the Mets took you in the fourth round of this past draft out of the University of Missouri. What was the whole experience like after college ball, going into the draft, the whole day before you finally hear your name called? Yeah, so uh, at Mizzou, we, we didn't finish very good. Like we finally made it to the SEC tournament, which uh, finally did my last year there. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, after uh, our season ended, I pretty much just stayed training, throwing bullpens, getting ready. Uh, went to the Mets pre-draft workout, getting ready for the draft combine and uh, went to that, experienced that, and then uh, draft day came, and I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I was talking to my agent, uh, Aaron Elking, and he just kind of was like, you know, you could go day two, day three, don't really know yet, but uh, I'll, let, I'll give you a call when we know. And uh, it was day two of the draft, and I was sitting around my family, and I know it was like, I think it was the 130th pick that my agent gave me a call, and he's like, hey, what do you think about going to the Mets? Um, going to the Mets here, and I was like, heck yeah, let's go. And uh, they picked me, and then after that, it was just kind of, crazy. I got to celebrate with my all my family around me and everything like that. And then the next day it was on a plane getting down here. There you go. You mentioned the draft combine. What was that experience like held in Arizona this year? So many talented players, a relatively new thing that MLB puts on showcasing all the talent. What was your experience like there? Uh, it, had, it was some like I've never experienced anything like it before. Just kind of like your whole day was pretty much scheduled out. Like you woke up, uh, you ate breakfast and you went, you went and had interviews that day or I threw like uh, a bullpen, I guess, and I did that one day. But it was kind of, it was just a crazy experience overall because like seeing all those guys and you're like, dang, all these guys are going to get drafted. And it was just crazy experiencing that. And I thought it was really great getting to talk with the teams and especially getting to talk with the Mets, like just about me and about them. Now you mentioned you went to the Mets pre-draft camp. Uh, did you get to know some of your soon-to-be teammates when you were there? Uh, no. So I didn't, I don't think any of the guys that I was there with ended up getting picked up by the Mets. And, but I did get to meet some of the coaches there and some of the scouts that uh, met down here. And I think that's pretty cool, kind of already having a relationship built with them. So long before draft day, you were a 5'6 freshman in high school at one point. And for Mets fans who might not know, you had a massive growth spurt. You're a pretty tall guy right now. How much did you grow in high school? I think it was something like nine inches, like saying wow. like when I went into the high school, I was five, six, 140 pounds. Like it was, uh, I was a small man. And then I think it was going into my junior year that summer, I really started growing. I think I got to six, one, something like that. I kept growing to where I am now at six, three and still going into college. I was 160 pounds. I think I was 161 on the first day we had weights and I weighed in. And in the first three months, like they say, the freshman 15, yeah. I put on the freshman 25. <laughs> but you wanted to. But I wanted to. Difference. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I put on 25 pounds in that first semester, and uh, velo and everything just kind of jumped from there ever since then. Yeah, you went from 90 to 98. 
In one year, yeah. In one year. Just how does that happen? Is that, I mean, obviously some of it has to do with size, but like what were you doing to get there? Because that's an insane growth. I mean, yeah, I think the big part about it was just like growing the size and gaining weight. And I think another part is like I'd never been in a weight room really before. So like going into college and actually lifting and being on a program like that, I think really helped. Even in high school? Not even, like even high school, I didn't really lift weights. Like I started to, I guess my senior year. And even then, like, I think I was squatting like one plate. Like it was, it was nothing crazy. And then when I got to college, it was like, oh, you got weights at 6 a.m. every day. You got running every day. So like actually like being able to like build muscle and gain strength, I think helped a lot too. And as you grew, what was it like just getting used to your new body, using the levers that you had, your, your given abilities, and then transitioning that and using that when you were on the pitcher's mound? So I think my freshman year I struggled a little bit because I gained all that weight and that size and my velo jumped that I didn't really know where it was going or what I was doing with it. So like during the year at Mizzou I didn't pitch very much. And then when, once I got out into the summer ball, I uh, played in the Appy League for uh, Greenville. And I think that's kind of where stuff like started coming together. Like I was figuring out my body, like getting comfortable with it and like everything was coming together with my mechanics. And I threw really well there and that's like where my velo jumped too. I think I was just comfortable. So I think it was just kind of what helped is just like getting comfortable with myself and like learning like my new body now that I'm mm-hmm. 30 pounds heavier. And uh, I think all that just kind of put it together. Let's talk about your sophomore year a little. Uh, first nine appearances, gave up two runs or less. What clicked going into that season? I think it, it mostly is just like what I took from uh, summer ball. I just carried that into uh, fall and kept doing the same stuff and then took that into the season. And then it just went from there, like everything, like the success just kept coming and I just kept like pitching the best as I, the best that I could and being the pitcher that I was. You did a little starting, you also pitch out of the bullpen in college. What's that like, really doing both, being a versatile arm on a staff? Uh, it's kind of crazy, especially this last year. So I started, I think, three games and I came out of the pen the rest of the year. But uh, it was just kind of crazy because you don't, like when you're like that, you don't really know when you're going to start. So like you're technically a bullpen arm, mm-hmm. but they're like, if they need a spot start, be like, hey, we need you to start here. So it was just kind of like, I'm ready to go any day. But then they're also like, hey, you got to be ready to start too. So you just got to be prepared for anything. What's the competition like then in college versus complex league ball? Well, college, I mean, is the SEC, toughest conference there is. So there's a lot of good talent there, but there's a lot of good talent here. I mean, everybody here is here for a reason, so they're really good. So I'd say, like, levels are really comparable, like a lot of good guys, and you just got to go out there with your best stuff and get them out. And you made your pro debut after the draft. What was that experience like, getting your feet wet, having that experience? Not going to lie, I was really nervous. <laughs> like, I, I was warming up on the mound. I was kind of shaking a little bit. I was... I didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't been in a game situation in like three months. So, and I know like for me, it's always like, I always got to keep like, for me, like throwing in game situations, just kind of keep the gears greased a little bit. But going out there, I was nervous, but uh, ended up going really well. And- Struck out the side. Yes, sir, I did. And I mean, it was just kind of like, I just had to calm down a little bit, level my head and uh, just treated it like any other outing. So that experience, you said you were nervous, but you conquered those fears. And like we just said, you struck out the side. How are you going to take that experience and really take the confidence that you gained from that into the offseason and really, you know, moving forward in your career, I guess? Yeah, I'm just going to use that experience and be like, um, even if I am nervous or anything like that, I just got to remind myself just like you're going to be okay. Just keep a calm head and level head and uh, just trust in the preparation to keep going that it'll help me succeed. What are some goals you have going into next season? Definitely gain some more weight and get stronger. Uh, I think I need to do that. Not only I think it will help me gain velo, but just kind of help me be more consistent. 
and then uh, kind of mess around, maybe develop a curveball a little bit, like I got my fastball slider and change up, kind of add a more depth pitch in there and have a four-pitch repertoire. Now you're from the St. Louis area, you grew up about two hours away, as we've mentioned, you played your college ball at Missouri. Who were some of the pitchers that you grew up admiring? Uh, biggest one is Adam Wainwright. Like, okay. I grew up a big we'll, fan we'll of him. We'll accept it. You know, it's fine. It's, that's probably, it, it was a long time ago now. Tip of the cap to you, Adam Wainwright. He's about to retire. About, do you know about 2006? I was four years old, four so years probably old. not. Lucky you. I wish I was four years old and had no recollection I of it. I wish I didn't remember that either. Basically, he threw, imagine, a, cur- he threw a curveball, as you can imagine. But imagine, imagine a world where like nobody really knew about Adam Wainwright. So like Carlos Beltran goes up there, and he didn't know about this insane curveball that Adam Wainwright had. And that, you know, it was 2006. Yeah, and that's lost to the Cardinals in the LCS, in case you were wondering that year. I got you, I got you. <laughs> but who are some other guys? Adam Wainwright's a good one. Honestly, there's not many more. Like, I just grew up just, just like solely watching the Cardinals. Like, when I was a little kid, I really didn't watch much baseball other than the Cardinals. Like, when they went to play, like, I'd go to some games or watch them on TV, but that was pretty much it. And I honestly, back in the day, can't remember the other pitchers that were uh, on the team other than Adam. So. Chris Carpenter? Oh, yeah, I guess. Did you make your way to Bush Stadium a lot? Not really. I mean, I've been there maybe in my lifetime like five times, so not yeah. a lot. But uh, it's just something like, I just didn't go up there and watch yeah. it very much. I went for the first time this summer. Area outside the ballpark's cool. But then you get in, not gonna lie, not much to eat. It's no city field, number one stadium for food this year by USA Today. Oh yeah, nothing compared to city field. Have you been to city field? I've not, no. Okay, well, we gotta get you out of there. You gotta try some Shake Shack. You know, we got some bulgogi bowls, a lot of great food. Can't wait. <laughs> so University of Missouri, very uh, pitching rich program. Uh, some Hall of Famers or will be Hall of Famers have come out of there. What kind of a culture is there at Missouri? You were entrenched in it. And what did you learn from your time at Missouri that's going to help you as you continue to develop and grow? Yeah, Missouri, uh, they, we like to call ourselves like Pitcher U, Pitcher University. Like us, we're known for developing pitchers, mm-hmm. great pitching. And uh, my time at Missouri was kind of was full of ups and downs. I went through, I had four different pitching coaches okay. when I was at Mizzou, so I learned a lot of different things from each of them, and I think the biggest thing I took away was like from our most recent pitching coach, Ricky, he came from the Mets, great coach, great dude, and I think he helped the program like develop even more, and sadly he's not there anymore, but uh, he was really big on just like letting pitchers be themselves and like, de- like identifying their strengths and like using those strengths to attack the hitters and developing those strengths to become even better. Let's talk about 2019 semifinal state championship game. You strike out 11 batters in a complete game appearance. It's a lot of pressure on you in that moment. And just like you told us in your debut game, you went up there, you faced the moment. Were you nervous in that game or were you just all confidence? I was nervous, but for a way off topic reason other than like throwing the ball, so it was on it was, uh, the car shield field, which is an all-turf field, and we had metal spikes, and they didn't let us wear metal spikes. So I had these like random turf shoes that I was wearing that had no grip, and my biggest fear on that was just throwing in those and slipping. And I think, still think, like when I think back of it, I don't even think about anything other than the game other than wearing those like turf shoes. And if I would have had cleats, I think I could have done even better. Mets fans who aren't familiar with you and your game, what's something that you want them to know about you, what they can expect to see from Austin when he's on the mound? I can 
think they just can expect someone that's going to go out there and do everything they can to win, work their hardest, and not take a single pitch off and just compete every pitch. I mean, I think that's who I am. Like, I love competing. I love being out there and doing my hardest to do my best. And when you make your debut one day at City Field and you hear that song when you come out to the mound, do you have any idea in your mind what it might be? No. I have no idea. Now, I'm going to pitch you on something. You're a Missouri guy. You familiar with Nelly, the artist Nelly? Yeah. I'm, Hot in here, country uh, grammar. I'm familiar with Nelly, yeah. Okay. Is must that, be the money? Must be the money. Right. What's the name of that song? It's not Must Be the Money. Is it Ride With Ride Me? Ride With Me. Yeah. You f so you're familiar with all these mm -hmm. hits. He, he could, they say he could have played for the Cardinals. I didn't know that. They say Nelly was like a phenomenal baseball player and like he could have played pro ball. Might that be an option? Nelly the St. Lunatics? I don't think so. It I might mean, rap be an option for you to perform. Like, do you think you and Nelly could switch places? Do you think Nelly could play baseball and you could be an international selling platinum R&B slash rap song star? No. I cannot sing, so no. I'm not even going to think about that. I, uh, I've joked around with my, when I was at Mizzou, my teammates a little bit about starting SoundCloud and rapping, but that's just because of how bad I was. So, like, so bad it's good, one of those? No, and it's just, just that bad. It could be good. But, I mean, walk, walkout song, I mean, I'm more of like a 80s classic rock type of guy. Really? Okay. So you're a cultured guy. I was in there before, took a little break from the, uh, the humidity. And I said to AJ, because we asked AJ and we asked Boston had, if they had seen Space Jam. They both said no, and you reacted like you've never seen Space Jam. I mean, it's a classic movie. That's How what I'm saying. Have seen it? That's what I'm saying. So you've seen Space Jam. It's a no-brainer. You're telling me you're very familiar with Nelly, which I respect. I mean, that's, you know, 2002, my heyday. Yeah. And now you're telling me that 80s classic rock. I mean, maybe it's your college guy, you know, so a little older, a little more matured. But I respect the, uh, What 80s know, classic rock? I mean, we got Guns N' Roses, White Snake, Bon Jovi, yeah. Bon Jovi, Great Jersey. White, any of those songs. Uh, Motley Crue. Of it. I think I was gonna, I was gonna choose Kickstart My Heart last year for Pretty my walkout, but I ended up not doing it because someone else chose it before me. So that was ah. kind of upsetting. But did you no. see the Motley Crue tour that just went out? They were no, just I did touring not. like stadiums and stuff. I didn't go. I just, I thought maybe you did. No, I didn't. I'll tell my, see, talk to my parents about it. My dad's a real big 80s rock fan. That's how I got like, into it. Like Every time in the car, driving to baseball tournaments, travel ball, it'd just be hair, serious XM, Hair Nation, the whole way there. What about Taylor Swift? Where do you stand on Taylor? No. No? Not at all. Just you no. should tell AJ that. Just no. AJ Ewing loves Taylor Swift. I mean, Chipotle. She's all right. I think she's overhyped. Like, I see all these TikToks about all these people going crazy just over like a concert. Just like collapsing when a song comes on. And paying all this money to go to her concert. And I'm like, you can just listen to her songs on Spotify for free. Like, well, it's I, not for I free, like the way you think, Austin. Yeah. I'm, we're sharing a brain here, man. We are <laughs> lockstep. I might get some hate for the Taylor Swift hate. but Forget them. It's Taylor Swift, so. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sitting down and giving the time to us. And, uh, you know, we're excited to watch you in your Mets journey. Awesome. Thank you, guys.